As a boutique fitness studio owner, you want your schedule packed every class, every day. That's how you bring in revenue, right? Now, when you're wearing all the hats inside of your business, this can be a challenging task to say the least. The pressure mounts even more when you employ a staff of teachers who count on consistent class attendance to earn the income that they need to support themselves and stick with your studio. So who is responsible for this all important aspect of your studio business? Whose job is it to fill the schedule with clients? And that's the question that I will be answering in today's episode of the Pilates Business Podcast. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran and I'm thrilled that you're here with me today. I have got my coffee right here and I am ready to go and talk about this a topic um, that comes up um, often indirectly in conversations that I have with studio owners. And really what this comes down to is um, defining the roles that exist in your business and considering what those different roles look like and who's responsible for what, right? And we carry with us um, a lot of um, traditions, perhaps, or ideas that perhaps came about a long time ago. um, And we carry them with us often into the future where it doesn't always serve our businesses to continue doing things the way that they've always been done, right? And honestly, Um, in the conversation that I've had with studio owners about this, about who is really responsible to fill classes, it is very clear to me about what the answer to that question is. But I think because we have carried with us a lot of what has always been done in the way that we build and operate our businesses, we tend to lean on those and rely on those to to take that forward. And and in the past, um, it has often been the case in, in many sort of um, regardless of the modality of your, that you teach at your studio, there has been a, a lot of, uh, sort of demands placed on teachers to fill their classes, sort of expectations, I should say, placed on teachers to fill their own classes, um, and to fill their own schedules. So the scenario that I see often is that studio owners will hire a teacher and then say, okay, great. I've got a couple of clients I can give you, but you need to go and fill your schedule. And I want to talk to you a little bit about this today because I do have some fairly, um, I'm, I do have a pretty strong opinion about this um, for and, and, and what will be best for the, the studio business. And I come at this purely from what is the most optimal way for you to build and grow your studio business? I don't think about and, and really concern myself with the politics and the power and the egos that exist in a studio. I care about what is the most, what is the best way for you to build and grow your studio business? And by that, I mean that you're able to optimize and maximize the profit and revenue that you can get out of your business um, and keep all of that in alignment with the goals um, that you have for yourself. Okay. 
So attracting clients into your studio to attend your classes week after week is really how you make money for your business, right? And if you're focused on business uh, at all, you'll be focused on how many clients are coming into your studio, right? Now, as a studio owner, you are probably feeling as though you're being pulled in hundreds of different directions. And so it can be overwhelming or even impossible at times to be doing all of the things. And so when you have other instructors who perhaps are um, coming in and um, perhaps relying on you to fill their classes, I can it can absolutely feel like there is a lot of pressure um, from all coming at you from all directions. And you may carry a lot of that responsibility on your shoulders. And the issue of filling classes and filling schedules is an ongoing demand placed on you as a studio owner. And it is needed for you in order to have a healthy and thriving studio business, to have clients on your schedule on a regular and consistent basis. And it also often impacts your ability to recruit high quality instructors, right? Your relationship with those instructors, once they're on your team, your ability to retain them and, you know, to reduce teacher turnover can often depend on how busy your studio is, which is tied directly for, to teachers to how much money they can be earning from working in your studio. And so if you find yourself in a situation where your classes are not seeing the attendance that you need to sustain or grow your business, it really is tempting to perhaps push back on your instructors and to lean on your instructors and to require even in some cases your instructors to go out there and recruit their own clients that want to take classes with them. And that might seem like a really good idea to you as a studio owner to be able to delegate and to release some of that pressure, some of that responsibility. Um, you have a great teacher on your team. There is no reason why their class should be half full. Um, there's no reason why their schedule should be half full. They should go out and they should find clients to fill their schedule, right? And that seems like such a good idea and perhaps an easy way to, for you to build a business. Unfortunately, um, it doesn't really usually work that way. And it's usually not as easy as that um, for your teachers to go out and fill their schedules. And there's a quite a few reasons why I, um, I see this as being the case. You know, as the studio owner, you one of, you know, and I'm probably not going to be very popular for this opinion, <laughs> but that's okay. Some things just need to be said. Um, as a studio owner, you know, you are in a position where you are responsible for many things in your business. And because of that responsibility, because of that extra responsibility, you then get to keep the profit at the end of the day, right? And if you've built your business in a way that is sustainable, if you build your business where you're aware of your numbers, you're aware of your profit margin, and you manage that well, then you will be able to take home a nice little, um, a nice amount of cash at the end of the year or each month. Right. And so when you are in a situation where you're kind of treating your business or treating the teachers in your business as though they sort of have this sort of equal responsibility to you as you to fill your, their classes, then the chances are that they're, those teachers are also then going to demand perhaps higher 
pay for it from you um, or some sort of um, contribu- uh, a commission or a payback or reward for going out and getting those clients and bring them into your business. And this is where I see a lot of tension arising, right? And if, you can't, if you're not clear about what the, if you're not establishing those boundaries for who's responsible for, for bringing clients into your studio business, then you're going to be always faced, always faced with this sort of um, pull and push of, of, you know, who should get paid what for which clients. And it becomes very complex very quickly in terms of who gets paid, you know, getting, paying people different amounts for different clients, for different packages. Um, And, you know, I'm all about keeping um, your business as simple and as effective as possible um, and adding all of these extra layers of complexity that can also then lead to a lot of manual time from your end of um, perhaps uh, reviewing invoices that your teachers are sending you or tallying up how many class clients they have that you know they bought in, which means they get paid a different rate than the, te- the clients that you gave them. And it just means that your business isn't as streamlined as it could be. And you're probably spending time doing things that are going to, is going to keep your business, um, stuck and, and and at a plateau. Okay. Now I also, I firmly believe that as a studio owner, you have built a business that you, that is a reflection of you. And if you have been a part of my, uh, any of my trainings, you'll know that I'm a big proponent of developing a marketing message and a brand message that represents your business, who you are, what you do, how you do it and who you do it for. Um, and in a way that is compelling and that resonates with the types of clients that you want to work with in your business. When you start bringing other people into your business, um, if they, they may go out and they may market themselves within your business with a very different message, which means that you end up with, with, a, with, with a very uh, inconsistent marketing message. And that can essentially, what that ultimately usually leads to is that your clients aren't really your clients of your business. They end up being the clients of your teachers. And if your teachers decide to leave your studio, then oftentimes those clients that are teacher clients will leave with them, which leaves your business in a bit of a hole. Um, And often you end up seeing these huge, big peaks and troughs, this feast and famine cycle of revenue, because you're seeing, um, you know, these chunks of clients that leave, right? What I want for the studio owners that I work with is that anybody, any client that walks into your studio is your client, is the client of the studio. And your teachers are a huge and very valuable and very important part of what makes your studio your studio in terms of the way that they teach and the experience they give your clients. Um, But the relationship lies with your brand, your business, and your studio. Okay. So it can hurt your business actually to, um, to be asking your teachers to go out there and market themselves and to, and it can hurt your business to expect your teachers to go out and fill your schedules, um, their schedules, um, on your behalf. Okay. Now in, in, in addition to that, um, it's, you know, Oh my gosh, where do I start with this? In addition to that, the, you know, attracting your, any client into your studio is 100% a marketing activity, right? And so who is responsible for marketing your studio business? More more than likely you as the uh, the studio owner is sort of 
head of marketing as well. You might have some support in terms of someone who writes your emails, manages your social media, um, but overarching responsibility falls on your shoulders, okay? Again, a lot of it comes down to the fact that this is your brand, this is your message, this is this, this business is, is something that you have uh, created and built. And so you probably actually are very good at marketing your studio business. And unfortunately, um, I've yet to come across a comprehensive marketing training program that exists within a teacher training program. Um, in fact, most of the people that I work with in my marketing intensive program have come through uh, the teach training program and have just by trial and error um, and by picking things up as they go and just by a lot of determination been able to build uh, a business. But they have been able to piece things together to get the business to a place where it is it is it is sort of sustainable, but they have never tapped into um the levers and the tools that can really create exponential growth for them in terms of marketing. So that means figuring out how to talk about what you do, figuring out um, how to um, now how to bring clients into your business and keep them in your business with a marketing messaging that is compelling and reflective of what you do and unique to you so that you're not comparable to the studio down the street, right? So marketing doesn't usually exist in a teacher training program, which means that your teachers probably do not know or have the right skills to go out there and market themselves either. Just like oftentimes you might feel the same way, okay? Now, if you have great marketing skills, and I really encourage you to teach your teachers how to market themselves if this is something that you want them to do, but to expect them to fill a schedule without um, any the, the right skills to go and do that, I think is really setting you and them up for complete and utter failure, which is just not a great start for anyone who's joining a new team or a new studio. Okay. So if you're interested in learning about how you can build your marketing message for your business, and then perhaps share that and train your team on that, then my marketing intensive will be really, really helpful for you. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes. Okay. I, I really do believe that, you know, as a studio owner, you know, we want to be thoughtful about the repercussions of this, what might just seem like a very sort of standard run of the mill way of thinking about how to fill a schedule. Um, this is how it's always been done. Perhaps when you joined a studio, you had to fill your own schedule and you had to go and figure it out. And, you know, maybe that was the way that it's always been done. But perhaps as we step into this next chapter of business growth for your studio and your business, you know, being thoughtful about what's the best thing for your business um, and that is having a strategic, coherent, um, and comprehensive marketing strategy that involves visibility activity, inviting people into your studio, holding events, um, being active in your community, um, and so on. And your teachers often don't have the, they don't have the ability to um, make a lot of those decisions for your business. They don't have a marketing budget. They're not going to be able to go out there and sponsor anything. You know, they're kind of relying on you and they don't have any of the decision-making responsibility uh, or ability in your business to go and perhaps do some things that might actually support their, their uh, ability to bring uh, clients into your studio. Okay. So the, we want to just be really thoughtful about, you know, whose role it really is. And then what tools you can give to those people who you are expecting to go out there and market your studio, okay? The clients who fill your classes should always, always, always be clients of the studio, not of the teacher, okay? And I, 
have seen so many times studios that have um, perhaps delegated a lot of the responsibility for filling schedules to their teachers, which may have worked very nicely for them. And as I mentioned earlier, oftentimes when that teacher's time at the studio comes to an end, those clients perhaps have built that relationship with that teacher. They've always communicated with that teacher about their classes, about their sessions. They feel a very strong relationship and a very deep relationship with their teacher, as they should, which is wonderful. But when that teacher leaves, that client then often moves with the teacher instead of staying at the studio, right? And teachers will leave your studio, no matter how wonderful they are and no matter how uh, much you invest in them and no matter um, how much you hope and wish they don't leave, teachers will leave. Just we, like people move around from job to job on a, on, and for various different reasons, um, you should expect as a studio owner for you to be hiring teachers and for letting teachers go for various reasons as well. Okay. And when that teacher leaves that studio, you 100% want to know that the clients will always stay with you because you have the relationship with those clients. Okay. And that doesn't mean that the teacher is, is, uh, is not an important part of that relationship. They absolutely are, but the communication and the way that you speak to your clients is going to drive whether your clients are clients of the studio or whether your clients are clients of your teachers. Okay. So it needs to be made clear when you're when with your teachers and amongst your teachers that clients are studio clients and that those studio clients should not be poached, should not be solicited, should not be contacted directly or recruited to another studio by your teachers. Um, all of those things, you get the picture, right? And to, to be sort of ethical about that, that means that you should perhaps be the one responsible for bringing those teachers into your studio as well, right? And so a lot of these expectations um, also arise because there is, and, and they, these expectations arise, but they're often not communicated clearly. If you have expectations of your teachers, or there are these sort of ground rules in place, um, they must be clearly communicated from day one, which is one of the reasons why I'm a huge believer in having a very clear role description that you work through and during your onboarding of your new teachers um, so that you can be very, very clear about what's expected of them and how you can help them be as successful as possible in your studio as a teacher. Okay. Um, and there's a lot often, it can be quite common to sort of agree to this before you actually bring that teacher on board. Okay. And as part of that, it's important to think about whose responsibility it is to fill um, their classes. And it should it usually falls on the uh, this, this it should fall on the studio to fill those classes and the reason why I really feel so strongly about this is because you are the studio as as the studio you have the power to make the decisions about how you market your business you have the power to talk about your business and the way that you want it to be uh, portrayed and how you wanted to your services to be known and what you want to be known for. Um, and so a new teacher walking into a new studio has none of that information um, and, at their, available to them and, and nor do they often have the skills. Okay. So when um, you want to support your teachers in the best way possible, you want to train them on your brand and your brand messaging. And if you want them to be 
um, reaching out in your community and networking in your community and and marketing the studios to fill this their 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 schedules, then that's wonderful. But let's train them on that first and give them the tools that they need to go out there and, and do that. Okay. So this idea of of um, it's of of hiring a teacher and and assuming that within you know a couple of months they're going to have you know five or six clients a day and that their schedules gonna be full full and that's how you grow your business. I will be totally honest with you, it will be unlikely to be that simple and easy, right? Now, if you are a studio owner who is actively marketing your studio, who is actively thinking about where you're going to get your next five, 10, 15, 20 clients from, and you are out there in your community, you are implementing visibility tactics, you are um, networking in your local community, you have got a strong referral program in place, and all these other attract marketing strategies, um, then you will be find that you will be able you will be able to very easily fill a new teacher's schedule um, relatively quickly, and so it's very true that the um, that there are there is there is a, a huge and a very important component, and that the the teachers play in this uh, whole process as well. And again, it comes down to clear communication and expectations for their role in your business and what's expected of them. And as you go about thinking about how you're going to grow your business and how you're going to get your next 5, 10, 15, 20 clients this month, the next month or the next quarter, um, you want to be thoughtful about who in your business is the best person to represent your business and to go out there and market your business and bring those clients in right? What we care about, what I care about is that your business is a well-oiled machine, that your business is has the, the scale and the, or the scope to scale, um, and that you have the tools and your teachers and your anyone that works in your business has the tools that they need to be as successful as possible in the role that they are in, okay? And that can often mean additional training and support from you as perhaps a mentor, as a studio owner to support your teachers in that process. Okay. And as a studio owner, you are providing the space. Yes, you are. You are handling all of the costs. Yes, you are. And yes, you are also responsible for filling those schedules um, for your teachers, right? It's ultimately your job to make sure that everyone in your business is winning, right? The teachers can teach as best that they can, as many people as they can. Your studio has a wonderful and fabulous atmosphere that is full of energy and and a wonderfully positive experience for your clients, right? And that ultimately likely fuels your your passion for what you do and your enjoyment in your business, all right? So there you have it. I've kind of talked through some of these elements that um, kind of have brought me to this conclusion that ultimately the responsibility falls on the studio owner to fill schedules because ultimately the responsibility for marketing a studio falls on the studio owner. Um, And it doesn't mean that they have to be the one doing the thing all the time, but if you are expecting someone else to support you in that, then you need to be clear about delegating that task or that activity, that responsibility to someone else. And if that person doesn't have the skills to do those things, then it's important to train them appropriately, right? So when it comes to filling a studio schedule, um, ultimately the, the, the responsibility falls on the studio owner um, and not with the teachers. And, and if you often, if you pass that buck to the teachers in a way that perhaps isn't clearly communicated or doesn't come with some extra training, um, then you can probably count on them feeling like they 
um, have ownership of the clients they do bring in. And that honestly can cause a lot of headaches for you um, down the road. Okay. So uh, I hope this was helpful to you. I'm sorry if this is not the answer that you were looking for (laughs) to this question, (laughs) but if you want some help figuring out exactly how you can support your teachers and bringing clients into the studio, how you can build these streamlined systems in your business that enables you to bring clients in on a very consistent basis, then I'm here to help. And my marketing intensive program will be incredibly helpful to you. So if you've got a question about that program or how I can help you with your marketing, please don't hesitate to reach out. Okay. So if you've loved what you're hearing today, I'd be so appreciative if you could take a quick minute go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate and review it. It will mean a ton to me, but it also help to get this information out into our community so that more teachers and more business owners and more studio owners, just like you can feel encouraged and feel supported on their journey in our industry. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day.